0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm Tammy Grimes. There was a time in this land of ours, particularly south of the Mason and Dixon line, when living was genteel, where good manners, politeness, and appearances counted for more than reality. But hidden under the externals, there could be hatred, jealousy, and even murder, as we find in our tale today.
1: Julia, this is the third letter I've received in the last three days. They're all the same.
2: What does it say, Uncle?
1: Leave $100,000 in unmarked bills on midnight Saturday at the place by the river. You know the place we mean. This is our last communication. If you do not buy our silence, you will regret it for the short time you have left to live.
2: That's terrible. Is it signed? It's
1: like the others, with a heart pierced by an arrow.
0: Our mystery drama, The Face of the Waters, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Paul Heck, and Norman Rose. I shall return
1: shortly with that One. Maybe you've waited all spring for just the right weather to paint your house. Well, now that it's here, True Value hardware stores have just the right prices on quality True Test paints. Hi, Pat Summerall to say you can get True Test Weatherall flat exterior latex for just 11 a gallon. And Woodsman semi transparent oil stain and wood preservative it is now just ten ninety eight a gallon during National True Test Spring Paint Week until June sixth, exclusively at participating true value hardware stores and home centers, where you'll find values in every department. Weekdays on CBS Television. Wake up to comedy with One Day at a Time. You
0: really think you're hot stuff, don't you, Simon? The ladies
3: in this building, don't call me super for nothing.
1: Then, keep laughing as Mel lays down the law on Alice. There is only one rule in the restaurant business, Bera. Get them to swallow it. Hey. <laughs> to The Price is Right with the priceless Bob Barker. That's One Day at a Time. Alice and The Price is Right. Weekdays on CBS Television. Check your local listings for the time. It's Athletes versus MS. Meet tennis champion Jimmy Connors.
3: With a gal like Billie Jean King on the team, you can count me in too. And there's Muhammad Ali, Hank Aaron,
4: and Bobby Orr, athletes from every sport. All of us are teaming up to ask everyone to join in the fight against MS, multiple sclerosis, the great crippler of young adults. There's no cure yet, but there's hope through research.
1: Support your local chapter of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Thank you.
3: Do you have a sight problem that prevents you from reading? Hi, this is Max Morath with news about Choice Magazine Listening, a free service. Six times yearly, Choice Magazine Listening brings you, on 8 RPM phonograph records, 8 hours of selections from leading magazines. For information, write Listening Box 10, Port Washington, New York, 11050. Remember, it's free. Write Listening Box 10, Port Washington, New York, 11050. A public service message on behalf of the nonprofit Lucerna Fund.
0: beginning of this century, the place outside of Baton Rouge, a countryside of estates and plantations fronting the deceptive Mississippi River. I say deceptive because it's easy to be lulled by its beauty, but when the fog rolls in, there can be danger at every bend in the river, as our young couple in their rowboat are about to find out.
2: Arthur, don't you think we ought to turn back?
1: Our little trip's down the river always end like this
2: what do you mean
1: they're always over hardly before they've begun
2: oh we've been out on the river an hour
1: what's an hour when i want to be with you a whole lifetime julia
2: i know arthur and i feel that way about you too but we can't think about that yet
1: not even think about it
2: after my mother and father passed away i had to come and live with uncle roland and i can't tell you why not yet but when I find what I must find, then we can make plans.
1: You're very mysterious. Sometimes I wonder if this is going to work.
2: If what is going to work?
1: Maybe deep down you think of me as just one of your uncle's chauffeurs. And the one who drives the Pierce Arrow touring car. Will
2: you stop that? Arthur, darling, please.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I know better.
2: We both know why you took the job. One can't always choose the kind of work to make money in. That has nothing to do with why I'm asking you to turn the boat around and start back to Hightower.
1: Oh, all right, Julia. I'll turn this around. And the
2: fog's coming in. It's not the kind of weather I care for on the river.
1: It's the middle of the afternoon. The fog will blow off. You act as if I didn't know anything about the river. I was brought up on it.
2: Well, Arthur, why are we going so far
1: out? Uh, I'm, I'm not doing it on purpose. The... The current is pulling us away from the shore.
2: Let me help. I'll get another pair of oars under the seat. uh,
1: Julia, Julia, watch it. You're you're tipping the boat. Don't grab the side like that. We'll both be in the water. Uh, uh, Oh! (coughs) It's all right. I got you, Julia. Just just relax. I can swim it. Take it easy.
2: Oh, the boat. Can't we make it to the boat? I
1: can't see it. The current is taking it out of sight. (laughs)
2: Oh! How far is it to
1: land? It's all right. I can see Hightower. Oh, what, what's Uncle
2: Roland going to say? Juliet, c-
1: can we discuss this when we get there? It's over a mile, and there are these thick patches of fog. I, I can't talk to you. I don't want to swim us into a floating log. And that was the beginning, a sort of comedy start to a tragic end. I won't keep you all in suspense. Of course, I got Julia back to Hightower safely. wet through and through, but all in one piece. Her Uncle Roland did not appreciate the rescue. It's a disgrace, my dear. There's no other word for it. The Laverne family has lived in Hightower for generations. And now you come along and... Julia, I am talking to you. Please look this way and listen.
2: I am listening to you, Roland. I am.
1: It's not only that you arrive at Hightower soaking wet, and I happen to have guests on the porch. You have been swimming in the Mississippi with all your clothes on, accompanied by that nincompoop of a chauffeur, a servant in my employ. Well, I can tell you this. He is no longer in my employ. A disgrace, an absolute disgrace.
2: I'm sorry I embarrassed you and your friends. It wasn't Arthur's fault.
1: Let me remind you, you are my niece. And I take very seriously your mother's wish, rest her soul, to bring you up as my own child until you are twenty-one. Now, you are only eighteen, and I am responsible.
2: Roland, it won't happen again.
1: Would you mind very much calling me Uncle Roland? This familiarity is something you have just taken to. I am twice your age, my dear, and I would appreciate some respect.
2: Uncle, I don't understand you at all. You never said one word about being glad I wasn't drowned or how did I feel. All you've been able to say is that I made an exhibition of myself in front of your friends.
1: Now, just a moment.
2: But don't you think I'm entitled to a little consideration also?
1: I don't know what's gotten hold of you, Julia.
2: Well, just because you were the one closest to Mother and I was sent here last year when she died.
1: Don't you understand? Here in this part of the world, certain things are done, others are not done. Next thing you'll be telling me is you wish to go out and sully your hands doing work of some kind. It
2: is the next thing. I'm going to become a nurse. I have decided.
1: It's that chauffeur, isn't it?
2: He's going to become a doctor. And yes, he did talk to me about nursing.
1: You are so wrong and so strong-headed.
2: You and I were getting along so well. But now suddenly, because I happen to go out with Arthur a few times, you've changed.
1: We won't discuss him.
2: Oh, yes, we will. I won't have you referring to him always as a chauffeur. You know why he took the job. And secondly, he had nothing to do with the boat tipping over. It was all my fault.
1: Well, you shouldn't have been out with him in that treacherous current in the first place. He's a chauffeur. He hopes to become a doctor. He has no position in life, no family connections, no money, nothing. Julia, he is unworthy of you.
2: If it wasn't so ridiculous, I'd say you were jealous. I'm sorry, Uncle Roland, but while I'm here, I shall do things in my own way. You can discharge Arthur if you want to, but that won't change anything. He's going to work elsewhere to get himself through Louisiana Medical, you'll see. And I'll be right there if I want to.
1: Oh, Julia. Julia, I I wish we could be friends again.
2: We can be. Especially if you're not unreasonable. Oh, please, let Arthur stay... I'll try to see nothing happens to annoy you. Think about
1: it. I think about it. Well, shall we go into dinner together? I think I just heard the bell. Harrison, I don't like young Arthur Hammond. I never did, never could. Do you mind if I interrupt you, Roland? I think this is more important. It's about your acquisition of all that land adjacent to yours. A Parker Hill plantation? Yeah, I know, I know. But I told you I will not meet their asking price, and that is final. They've come down. Colonel Parker stopped by yesterday. Well, why didn't you say so? Well, you came storming in here, squawking about your niece and your chauffeur, I could hardly get a word in. Uh, What do you do with an 18-year-old like that? Uh, Roland, we've known one another for years. May I be frank? Well, yes, I count on it. Is your interest in Julia something more than parental? What? Oh, what a thing to say. Because I have noticed on many occasions I've been to Hightower a certain something in your demeanor, which I'd say is not exactly the attitude of a 50-year-old bachelor towards his 18-year-old board. Also, some of the people in town who have seen you together, they're talking. I'll give them something to talk about. I, uh I decided to change my will. That's your privilege. I haven't told this yet to Julia, but when I do, you'll realize I have her best interests at heart, I'm sure. And perhaps some of your own. Now let me take off the hat of your oldest friend and replace it with that of your attorney and financial advisor. The colonel will sell the plantation for two hundred thousand. Now he's come down fifty. Well, it's still fifty more than I offered. That 50 sticks in your craw, I'll contribute. My share. I tell you, it's the best investment around. You really believe the Parker Hill Plantation is worth that much? Well, what do I need another 7,500 acres for? Roland, you cannot have too much cotton and sugar cane. Believe you me, if you thought you had good income now, with the Parker Hill land, you'll double it. Arthur, Arthur Hammond, that's you working on my automobile. Arthur, where are you? I'm over here, Mr. Laverne. I'm trying to get ahead head of steam up in your Stanley, but there's something wrong with the boiler. Well, then why don't you fix it? Well, I, I, I'm trying to, sir, but uh, it ain't easy. Oh, I don't know why I rely on you. Mr. Laverne, I'm doing my best. They're all running pretty well. I got up to 50 on the Pierce Arrow, and the Hubmobile is doing an even 30. All except the Stanley steamer. if you can't fix it, maybe you can show me what's wrong. Certainly, sir. Oh yeah, you see, sir, where 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 the where the steam is escaping here? Uh, that, that that's why she loses power. There's a there's a valve underneath that'll have to be replaced. Well, then why don't you shut her down and replace it? I was just about to do that, sir, but as you can see, there's there's hardly any room to move under there uh, to take that hood. You see, it it don't, it don't swing up far enough. I have to find this long iron bar to prop it up higher. Yeah. Yeah, she's solid. This bar. Uh, Hammond, Arthur, oh, I uh, I came down to the garage to tell you one thing. I would appreciate it if you did not see my niece anymore. What? <laughs> Don't you think Julia is old enough to know what she's doing? No, I do not. Now, look, I- I- I'll put it to you differently. If you see her once more, away from your job here, well, I, I shall have to let you go. So be it. Well, what kind of an answer is that? The only one I can make. Perhaps you don't think I'm serious, but I am. One more infraction, and I shall have Dobson take all your belongings out of the room you occupy over the garage and lock the door. I wouldn't do that, Mr. LeBert. You wouldn't do what? That iron bar you're thinking of picking up, you won't frighten anybody with that, so don't challenge me. I'm warning you. If I learn you have seen Julia one more time, It'll be too bad for you. I wouldn't do that either, Mr. Laverne. What? Threaten people. I am in very good physical shape, and I can defend myself quite easily. Don't you lift up that iron bar? Snapper, you defy me. Would you put that down?
2: I hate you.
1: Forgive me, but what else can I do? (laughs) Mr. Laverne? Mr. Laverne? Mr. Laverne, wake up. Wake up, sir. What? What? You're all right Here. Here, let, let me uh oh. let me help you to your feet. Oh. Uh, steady now. Uh, the dizziness will pass. You. You hit me. Now you're gonna be very sorry, young man. Very sorry. I uh, I'm already sorry, Mr. Laverne. I I never dreamed this kind of thing would happen, but some people just won't listen to reason. <laughs> It was too bad. I loved Julia, and I hoped that the objections of her uncle would in time disappear, but somehow, without wanting to, I'd made a total enemy of the man. I'm afraid I hit him somewhat harder than I intended, but on that day, I had no idea how much harder Roland Laverne planned to revenge himself on me.
0: It's a fact that most murders are a family crime. That has been the case since Cain slew Abel. A killer related to the victim by friendship or blood, or a murder done in defense of a relative. As in our story of Roland, who may very well believe he is defending his niece Julia. I'll go further and warn you that the 50-year-old bachelor is at this moment planning to do away with a young medical student. How? You will hear for yourself when I return shortly with that too.
3: the red cross is there to help folks help themselves in so many ways like teaching you and your family about health and safety today modern medicine lets you live longer the red cross wants you to live better we're committed to help you do just that as we begin our second century of service
1: Call your Red Cross chapter and ask about our health and safety services. Together we can change
2: things, you'll see, yes, you'll see. We're the, you We're the American
1: Red Cross, together you and me. We're the American Red Cross,
3: together you and me. This is Gene King for your Better Business Bureau. You know, a burglar alarm is a good thing to have... if you own lots of valuables... or if you often leave your house unattended. But don't rush to buy one... at the expense of being ripped off... by an unscrupulous alarm company... that capitalizes on scare tactics... to induce you to buy their system. If high-pressure sales tactics are used... don't fall for them. Instead, take some time to think over the deal. If you're dealing with a company you don't know... Call your Better Business Bureau for a reliability report before you sign any contract. And it's a good idea to check out the different types of systems offered. And once you've found the right one, get bids from three different companies so you can compare prices. And ask for names of former customers you may contact. If the company stands behind its product, it'll be happy to comply. A tip from your Better Business Bureau.
0: lead to a death-dealing, violent action. Pride, jealousy, and anger. And if these three of the seven deadliest sins inflame the spirit, watch out. This is what worried Roland's old friend Harrison Clay, attorney and business associate. And why in a driving rain, he speeds his carriage to hide him.
1: Dobson, why are you standing out there by the door? Hey, what's that you say, sir? Is Mr. Laverne home? If he isn't, I don't want to get out of the carriage and get drenched. Uh, Is that you, Mr. Harrison, sir? Did you hear what I said, Dobson? Yes, uh, he's not at home now, sir. He he went out earlier, and uh, then when this storm came up, I began to get a little worried, sir. Uh, What time did he leave Hightower? Uh, A few hours ago, sir. Mr. Harrison, uh, why don't you come inside, I'm I'm sure Mr. Laverne will be back soon. I'll have your coachman and carriage taken care of. I guess I might as well. At least if it's pouring like this, he won't get himself into trouble. Roland, where have you been? I've been waiting an age. Uh, I see you got caught in the storm. This fire's getting me dry. How did you manage to escape the rain? I was in the boathouse. I got there before it started to pour and waited till it let up. Oh, chill to the marrow. The Dobson, come in here and put some more wood on the fire. You're very good, John. Uh, and when you've done that, bring some brandy in a hurry. Uh, for you too, Harrison. Oh, wouldn't mind. Oh, stand yourself in front of the fire. Bring two glasses, Dobson. Oh, yes. That's better. Well, what are you doing here today? What were you doing chasing off to the boathouse? And it's that awful it. If I lay my hands on him... Uh, that's why I came over. I had a feeling from the way you were talking yesterday, you might do something foolish. Oh, Dobson, good, good. Uh, set the tray down. We'll help ourselves. Um, foolish? What are you talking about? Ah, uh, Help yourself, Harrison. Well, you went to the boathouse That was after I'd been to the garage. You were looking for Julia. Or Arthur. They weren't there. And then I went to the boathouse. They weren't there either? No, but a rowboat was missing. Those two are out on the river again, and I hope they got good and soaked for their trouble. Why were you chasing after Julia? She had persuaded me it would be wrong to discharge him, and by that I inferred she would not see him again. And then I came across a note from him in her bedroom, telling her where and at what time to meet him. She'd torn it up, but I put the pieces together. You went into Julia's bedroom and spied on her? A role on that isn't worthy of you. Oh, no. I'm not going to stand idly by and let this creature steal my niece. Well, how are you going to avoid it? It's very simple. I am going to kill him. I hope you're joking. I am quite serious. <laughs> I don't believe you. If you had any such intentions, you wouldn't tell anyone. Well, you're quite mistaken. Harrison, you are my attorney. What I'm now telling you is protected by client-lawyer privilege. And what's more, if my act should be discovered, you will defend me. Well, it makes me very sad to see you like this. You are embarking on a course that could only lead to tragedy. And what course do you think I'm on now? If I let things go on as they are, I shall lose a woman. Is that true? The girl is only 18. And I am 50. But at least I want a chance to win her. If I must kill to do it, I shall. Uh, Julia, hold still. Stay stay where you are. Don't don't move around the boat. Oh, uh... I. I don't feel like another dip in old Miss. Anyway, as I was saying, I I moved out of my room over the garage this morning and I left a note in your uncle's mailbox saying I was quitting him and that I wanted to talk to him ab- about you very soon. You'll know what I mean.
2: Uncle Roland's going to be awfully angry.
1: I thought we agreed.
3: We didn't care.
2: I never said I didn't care. I do care. But I guess you're right. There's no other way.
1: Well, at least we didn't get rained on when that storm broke.
2: Whose dock was that?
1: Oh, uh, Colonel Parker's. Word in town is he's selling his plantation to your uncle.
2: Uncle's going to be the first zillionaire in Louisiana.
1: Does that matter to you?
2: Arthur, he hates it when I'm not there for dinner.
1: Well, I thought we'd be back before dark.
2: It antagonizes him so. I'm afraid it's getting dark and we don't even have a lantern. Have you any idea how far we are from Tower?
1: Oh, we'll make it, Julia. This river's my friend, honest. I swum in it, fished in it. Old Mississippi never reached out and hurt me.
2: What about the last time when we got a good ducking?
1: <laughs> the river's not responsible for landlubbers who tip the boat and fall in. He was gentle with us. He let us swim to shore.
2: You really speak of the river as if it's a living person, don't
1: you? Yeah, it's better than a person... Because the Mississippi knows right from, from, from wrong. Katie, hey, hey where, where? what's
2: the matter?
1: Hey, the, the current is fighting me like anything. I, I can't keep us to the shoreline.
2: What's that noise? What's that roaring sound?
1: I, I, I can't think. There's no cataract or, or, or waterfall anywhere downstream. That's what it sounds like.
2: It's a whirlpool. We're caught in a whirlpool. Uh, We're going round and round. Oh, I, can't, I can't
1: stop it. It's, it's pulling us in circles like, like a matchstick. Oh, Lord. Hey, hey, there's a paddle wheeler coming towards us through the park.
2: But don't they see us? Stop! 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 There's a boat out
1: here! He can't see us. He he, he doesn't see us.
2: Arthur, can't you pull us out of his way?
1: Got it. I don't know. He he can't see us at all. You will be killed. Jump, Julia. Jump into the water. I'll jump right next to you. Go on. Don't wait. I'll be right on top of us. I can't
2: swim.
1: Stop pacing, Roland. The doctor isn't gonna come out of the operating room any faster because you're walking up and down the hospital corridor. I could kill him. I could kill him. Will you sit down, Roland? Save your resources. They're all doing their best for. Her. I don't mean Dr. Tom. I mean I could kill that idiot who takes her out on the river and doesn't have the sense to keep out of the way of a paddle wheeler. My lord, it's a wonder she wasn't. Oh, I can't think of it. Roland? What? Ah. She's going to be all right. Oh, doctor, is that true? Oh, bless you. Oh, she, she's like a part of me lying there. Is she awake? No, she's still under sedation. But we managed to sew her up, splint the arm and the fractures. Her face? Was it in very bad shape? Tom, what about her face? Well, it isn't badly injured, I'd say. How badly? Well, it's still too early to tell. When I think of that beautiful face... My Julia. Roland, Roland, it goes without saying. We'll do all the plastic grafting we know how to do. What about him? That that kidnapper? Uh, You mean Arthur Hammond? Oh, miraculous. You'll be glad to hear he escaped without a scratch. He's been up all night sitting with Julie, even though she wasn't conscious. And we discharged him this morning. Now, he must have gone back to Hightower. Come on, Roland. Let's go home. When can I see Julia? Certainly not before tomorrow. It could be the day after. Roland, please, you take it easy. So unfair, so unfair. She'll be just fine. You'll see. He gets off without a scratch. Someone will just have to straighten out the scales of justice to see that they weigh evenly. Did you, Mr. Laverne? Yes, Arthur. That's who it is. I've been trying to loosen that valve. I've just come from the hospital. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible thing. Mr. Laverne, please, please believe me. I, I really am very sorry. That's not good enough, Hammond. It, it was an accident, sir. It could could have happened to anyone. It could have happened to any idiot who lost control of his rowboat. So it could be rammed by a river steamer. It could not have happened to anybody. Do you know my beautiful Julia could be disfigured for life because you had to sneak away with her? Oh, I could kill you. I have a lot of friends in that hospital. I'll I'll see that she gets the very best medical care. I promise you. You have done enough. You leave Julia alone. You are not to go anywhere near her, you understand me? I forbid it. I am responsible for her, and you have no place in her life ever again. Is that clear? Mr. Laverne, did it ever occur to you that you're too old for her? From this moment, you are no longer in my employ. Obviously, you don't read your mail. Didn't you hear me? You are dismissed. I left my resignation in your mailbox yesterday. I have quit, Mr. Laverne. You are not ordering anybody anywhere. And while we're getting to know one another better, I might as well tell you that Julia and I have every intention of marrying. Oh, have you? And what will you live on? You are not taking Julia away from here. She knows better. She could be the mistress of High Tower, And she will be. So that's what you offered her. You get away from my cars. You leave this minute. Mr. Laverne, you are not giving me any orders. You're an intruder. If I choose to complete the work on this car, I shall do so. If you do not leave here immediately... If I don't, then what? Don't you make empty threats. You don't have the courage to come out and say that you want Julia for yourself. I dare you to tell her. I dare you to stand up to anyone... The only power you have is money. I'm going to put your Stanley Steamer into good working order. And then, when I decide, I shall go. You better not stand so close to me, Mr. Laverne. I wouldn't want to hit you accidentally with this hammer. You get out of here. You back away, Mr. Laverne. This hood is only head up by this pole. You're in the way, Mr. Laverne. give me that hammer. All right, I'm through. Here, you take it. Catch. (laughs) Oh. didn't do it. I didn't do anything. It was all him. He did it all. Threw the hammer at me. It hit the pole that that propped up the hood. Look at him. Is he dead? The hood came down. And, oh, he's breathing. I can see he's breathing. The hood knocked him unconscious. Huh. Not a drop of blood anywhere. He didn't get cut. Nothing bleeding. Oh, He's right here. This is the time. Now. I could do it. Now is the chance. Drag him over to the Pierce Arrow. Start it up. And the fumes. He dared me. He dared me. Openly. He was going to take from me everything that I wanted in life. He knew I wanted her. Now. Now. Come along, Mr. Hammond. Inch by inch. I'll pull you by the arms. Now, we'll get you up into the car and start the motor.
0: There you have it. The sad scene of a prideful, angry, jealous man driven to a deed he can only live to regret. A man who has completely lost control over himself. Soon we shall see See how love and murder will out. Those words apply written by William Congreve, the playwright. To tell you frankly, Mr. Congreve, we'd rather not see. But I'm afraid we shall, when I return shortly.
1: If you've been waiting to buy a new appliance, your White Westinghouse dealer is now offering great values on brand new White Westinghouse 1982 models of refrigerators, freezers, washers, dryers, dishwashers, and ranges. And just when you need it most, White Westinghouse dealers are featuring a great spring price-down event on previous year's models, floor samples, and other price-down values. So buy now and clean up at the White Westinghouse Great Spring Price-Down. White
2: Westinghouse, we're making it better for you.
4: What do doctors recommend to avoid constipation? These days, doctors stress the importance of dietary fiber to help the system regulate itself naturally. Metamucil is the laxative made from natural fiber, no chemical stimulants. That's why doctors recommend Metamucil more often than any other laxative. Try Metamucil powder or pre-measured packets of Metamucil instant mix in regular or orange flavor and save 50 cents. Look for the coupon in June's Reader's Digest. Read label and follow directions. Oh, We're here at the Springfield Women's
3: Club to hear crime dog McGruff speak about. Ah, uh, rape. Oh, no, McGruff, not that. I'm sorry, that's it. Rape. Oh, please don't. No. Listen, ladies, I know rape is not an easy thing to talk about. Listen, but rape can happen. Not time Anytime, any place. But you can learn how to help protect yourself. We
2: can? How? Send
3: for my book. Write to McGruff. Box 6600 Rockville, Maryland, and help us uh, take a bite out
1: of crime. Oh, we a will. message from the Crime Convention Coalition and the
3: Ad Council.
0: I'm Lorette Rupi, Director of Peace Corps. In 60 countries around the world, Peace Corps volunteers are sharing their skills and knowledge with people who really need them. But we need more volunteers, and we need them now. Volunteers are urgently needed in agriculture, math, science, and biology. Call Peace Corps now for more information. 800-424-8580. It's the toughest job you'll ever love.
1: A public service message of this station.
0: And Peace Corps. I said to you earlier that most murders are a family affair. Someone close whose continued existence is unbearable to the murderer. If the latent desire is there, inevitably it will trigger an accident, which is what occurred in Roland Laverne's garage. One man hates another, considers him a rival, and by accident the victim is rendered unconscious. Now, what happened?
1: A couple more spadefuls ought to do it. Roland? Roland, is that you? Who who is it? It is you. I was wondering who was digging away down here by the river's edge. Oh, Harrison. Well, what are you doing at Hightower? What are you talking about? You invited me for dinner. I got here, nobody knew where you were. Dotson, I've been searching high and low. Whatever are you doing with that spade? Uh, oh, yeah. Dinner. Oh, look, let, let's get back to the house. I, I had no idea it was so late. You haven't answered my question. What in heaven's name are you digging up this time of night? Look, look I, I can walk. I don't need to be dragged along. I want to see what you were digging. Harrison, I don't want you to. I forbid it. Don't you trust me? (laughs) It's nothing. It's nothing at all. Well, it may be nothing to you. But from here, it looks as though you've been digging someone's grave. Is that what it is? A grave? (laughs) Aren't you going to tell me? If it is a grave, it's not a secret you can keep very long. I mean, if someone is missing, it's only a question of time before his relatives or friends start looking for him. For him? Why did you say him? Roland, who is buried there? What? Well, nobody. Nobody. It's just... Well, I, I was digging a hole. I was going to hide something, that's all. And, well, I decided not to. So you covered it over. Oh, you're a very poor liar. I don't believe you. Now, did you kill Arthur Hammond? And have you buried his body? I didn't. No, no. I didn't. I didn't kill him. You see, it was an accident... Now, you, 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 you've got to believe me. You've got to. What was an accident? What? You heard me. What have you buried out there at the edge of the river? I haven't buried anything. You see, I, I I was going to. I have a great deal of money in cash. It's in a strong box in the cellar. And I was going to make a hole and hide it there. And then I decided I wasn't going to. And that's what I was digging. You never told me you had any money hidden in the cellar? No, no, I, I didn't have anything... I'm ashamed I didn't trust you. It was given to me to hold for Julia by her mother, my sister. But uh, Julia does not know it exists so that uh, we could split it. Roland, had I known about this, I would have had to tell Julia. But I didn't hear a word you said. I don't know about the money. I don't want to know about it. I'm too shocked by all this. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'll leave that to your conscience. Uh, No, no, Miss Julia. Nobody knows where Mr. Arthur disappeared to. The day after the accident, he just suddenly left. And uh, may I say, Miss, welcome home. It's good to have you back after all this time. May I pour you some coffee?
2: Thank you, Dobson. What about his tools? Did he take those?
1: Uh, No, no. Mr. Arthur left them in the garage.
2: And his clothes, books, and so forth? Did you look in the rooms over the garage?
1: Uh, That's the peculiar part, Miss Julia. He must have moved out of there a day or so before the accident on the river. But I never found out where he moved to.
2: I knew he was going to move. But he didn't tell me either.
1: Dobson, is Miss Julia up yet?
2: I'm in the dining room, uncle. Oh,
1: I must say. To come down to breakfast and see your smiling pretty face. So healed, so happy. (laughs) It makes my day. Uh, Dobson, just coffee for me also. Sure. Well, isn't that all you're having for breakfast, Julia? How about some eggs and bacon?
2: No, thank you. I'll pour Mr. Laverne's coffee. Thank you, Dobson. That will be all.
1: Yes, miss. Very good, miss.
2: I wanted Dobson out of the room While I was talking to you about Arthur
1: Arthur? I thought we put him out of our minds
2: It's only that I'm curious I knew something was wrong When he didn't visit me in the hospital A call or anything
1: Well, I didn't know it was troubling you, my dear
2: I was very fond of him Perhaps I still am
1: Yes, I can understand But I did think he was the wrong person for you And wasn't I right? Twice a boat accident. How could I entrust the most precious person? Yes, I admit it, Julia. The most precious person to me. To a foolhardy chauffeur.
2: Why do you keep calling him a chauffeur when you know he only took that job to pay for his medical school?
1: Yes, so everyone says, but I don't have to believe it.
2: I was right. You are prejudiced. And I'll never find out what I'd like to know from you. I'm
1: leaving. Uh, Julia, come back. You haven't finished your coffee. I'm
2: going outside, and please don't follow me.
1: <laughs> Julia, forgive me. I'm sorry I drove you out of the house. I really am. Now, come back and finish your breakfast.
2: Uncle, I thought I asked you not to follow me. But
1: it's only that I. I want, I to... want
2: to walk alongside the riverbank alone. Is that so hard to understand?
1: Is it really fair of you to denounce me, call me prejudiced, and not give me the opportunity to explain?
2: No, I suppose not.
1: Well, then let me just walk with you a little ways and try to make you understand my feeling.
2: All right. We'll go this way.
4: Uh,
1: No, not not that way. Would you mind if we'd go the other way?
2: Yes, I would. Why shouldn't I walk where I wish to? Well, of course
1: you should. Certainly you should. Only you can see how the waters have risen over the path down there. It could be swampy.
2: Uncle Roland, I'll go where I want to. If you want to go somewhere else, I shan't stop
1: you. No, no, no. I'll do what you do, child. It's you I want to be with and talk to.
2: When was the last time you saw Arthur? And what did he say then?
1: Now, he was aware that I blamed him for the accident. I certainly could not place the fog on the captain of a paddle wheeler. One doesn't expect to find a cockle shell mid-river on a foggy night. I told Arthur he could no longer remain in my employ. He agreed, and well, the next day he was gone.
2: I don't remember this deep indentation in the shoreline. Do you, Uncle?
1: Why, uh, Why Yes.
2: For some reason, the old Mississippi has been digging away right here. Arthur used to say the river was a person. Alive. Acted for its own reasons. Does that make sense to you, Uncle?
1: I can't say it does.
2: The river has its own laws. Its own right and wrong. It rewards and it punishes.
1: I don't know about that, but right around here there's a very stiff current. I've seen big logs, even shacks, shoot right by. It can carry anything right out to sea.
2: There's water oozing up all around us.
1: Well, Julia, it's a, a, a little treacherous. Our feet are sinking. It's not a safe place to walk. Now, you just take my hand and we'll head for higher ground. Uh, Julia, I have told you everything I know about him. I can only suppose he's left town and doesn't want you or anyone else to know where he's gone.
2: I can't believe that about him. And at the medical college, they don't believe it either. I'm going to tell them to inform the police. Roland,
1: it's true we've known each other since college, but what I did was my work. I can't accept this. I really can't. Medical ethics as well as my own won't permit it. Tom... I cannot forget it was you who put my dearest Julia back together again. If you look at her now, how long has it been? She is as beautiful as ever. She did make an amazing recovery. And about that young man, Arthur. You know that medical college is affiliated with our hospital. I was talking to the dean. It's been three months since the boy disappeared. The dean asked me had the disappearance been reported to the police and... Well, I said I didn't know. The Dean feels something is wrong. Hammond was too dedicated a student to have just left without any word. Candidly, the dean suspects foul play. Who suspects foul play? Oh, Julia. Julia, come in. Come in, my dear.
2: Doctor, isn't my uncle a terrible man? He never told me my most favorite person would be here this evening.
1: And you are my favorite patient, Julia. Uh, what have you got there, Julia?
2: A A letter. I found on the doorstep when I came in.
1: Again? I recognize... Oh, uh, uh, may I have it, please? Well, I've stayed longer than I intended to.
2: Oh, that's not fair, doctor. The moment I come in, you go out.
1: Uh, will you excuse me? I- I'd better open this.
2: Well, you'd think he'd tell me you were coming over. Uncle, can't you take your eyes from that letter for a moment and say goodnight to the doctor? Oh Uncle, what's wrong? He's fainted. We, 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 we'll carry him over to the couch. Uh, put his legs over the arms so they're the higher than his head. Oh, oh, I've never known him to faint before. Oh, should I throw some cold water on him? No, no, no. Don't do that ever. Uh,
1: right, there, there. He's coming too. Wh- wh- what happened? You fainted. How do you feel? Uh, oh, Give me a wrist. I, I, I feel a bit weak, I guess. Oh, have you been under a strain lately? Uh, a strain? Oh, maybe just, just overtired. No, 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 Tom, I'll be all right. Uh, well, your, your pulse is normal. Hey, you go along, Tom. I, I know that you have some more house calls.
2: I'll take care of him, Doctor. I'm still planning to be a nurse, you know.
1: Julia, it was that letter that did it. The third I've received in three days. All the same. What? I'll read it to you. Leave $100,000 in unmarked bills on midnight Saturday at that place by the river. You know the place we mean. This is our last communication. If you do not buy our silence, you will regret it for the short time you have left to live.
2: This is the third letter? Why didn't you call the police?
1: What could they do?
2: Have you done something in the past that's worth that much money?
1: Well, I don't know. I'll talk to Harrison. See what he says. A hundred thousand before Saturday? Impossible. Anyway, Roland, why are you even considering Now, wait a moment. How stupid of me. Why, I've got that much right in my cellar. You mean Julia's money? Well, she doesn't know a thing about it. Everything you're doing is wrong. If you've nothing to hide, you shouldn't be paying a cent. If you have... There's no guarantee they won't continue bleeding you for years. Think about that, Roland. Paying out that money could be slipping a noose around your neck. Julia, where have you been? It's been two days. I needed you on Saturday night when I left the money, the blackmail money. And I am positive I know who was blackmailing me. Who? Harrison...
2: Your old friend, your lawyer, your business manager? You believe that?
1: It could only be him.
2: He wasn't the one who took that hundred thousand. It was me. And Arthur. Come in, Arthur. You
1: thought I was dead, didn't you? Fortunately, you know as little about carbon monoxide as you do about anatomy. I was quite alive when you buried me. And I let the old Mississippi do the rescuing. It flooded the grave you dug. And thank you for the money. It'll help us both get started. I'll have you thrown in jail for this.
2: For giving me back the money you were keeping till I became 21? My money that was entrusted to you? You see, before she died, Mother told me. Arthur, I'd like to leave Tower as fast as we can leave forever all those unpleasant memories.
0: The legend is as old as recorded time that the rivers and the raindrops are the tears of the world. And the Mississippi, like all rivers, is a constant conscience to man who sings. Can there be a greater example than the great flood that washed the earth clean of sinners so that Noah and his family might start life all over again? I shall return shortly.
4: If you've been putting money aside, you're right to be concerned about inflation eroding its buying power. That's why you ought to know about Dreyfus Liquid Assets and how it can help you earn today's high money market yields without tying up your cash for months or years. Start with as little as $2,500. Make added investments as low as $100. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, your money is yours whenever you need it. Phone for it, have it sent to your bank, or write a redemption check for cash or to pay your larger bills. You keep right on earning that high yield, compounded daily, until your check clears. No penalties on interest, no sales charges, no charge for the checks. It's so simple, sensible, convenient. But find out for yourself. Call toll-free 800-228-5000 for free information and a prospectus, including management fee, charges, and expenses. Read the prospectus carefully before investing or sending money. Discover how Dreyfus Liquid Assets can help you get the lion's share of today's high money market rates. 800-228-5000. Toll-free 800-228-5000.
1: reconciliation and love. I come on... Up-